welcome, welcome, welcome to the evening tickler uh, with Steve and Julian. Julian's back. He's like the yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pop goes the weasel. He's back. He yeah. Why up. wasn't I here last week? You were, uh, you were doing something critical to your future. Oh my god, it was so critical, uh, and it turned out like who knows whether it was critical at all. Um, but we have music. We have just went. Alex Wilson with us tonight, who is becoming more and more famous with every uh, jar of cider served. And it's every DWI that's been avoided because it's so delicious, you overserve yourself. Um, you know, the, tonight, um, as always, we're going to start, stop, stop our yipping and yapping and begin dining and discussing over a huge pile of slightly used pork chops left over from an event that Alex uh, hosted and sponsored yesterday. Did you really have pork chops? Uh, there were no chops. Um, but that's why there we was have pork, so many yes. here. There yes. was pork? It was pork, yeah. I was supposed to be there, I know. But uh, I have a question for you before we get any further, because uh, because you're actually going to be feeding my daughter. Oh, awesome. Because she goes to Andy Central School. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so how do we, if we miss the event, how do we How do we still chip in and uh, what, how do I do that? Because I went on the Eventbrite. Yeah. Too late. Closed, too late. They say. I, I Door should, closed. Yeah, that w- that, that's a little silly. I don't know why they don't just keep it open a few days uh, or after. the back door I, exactly we can and, come around the back door yeah and come I'm, I'm thinking about setting something up again um so people can do that because you're not the first person and you but you pointed out to me that it's closed yeah um, yeah nothing i could do yeah like two weeks afterwards i'm sure people would still like to give and um yeah it's it's kind of a fault with that program that i wasn't aware of i thought they'd just keep it open for a little while and then you close it out but let's we stay, should explain what the, the hell we're talking about yeah? let's stay on the positive yeah, sure. right. <laughs> yes uh, right. the positive is <laughs> this actually it's something that we want to begin exploring um, they say that no kind deed goes unpunished and and what you did yesterday alex with your people was a very kind deed have you did you go no but i i do have two people who, who, who are I, very praiseworthy but and, didn't uh, neither of us went um so how did it go tell us about it how many people there was a lot of music there were a lot of uh, a lot of fun yeah, um, th- yeah, it was it was pretty nerve wracking actually because it was kind of the first thing we've done like that, and um, it was uh, you know a completely different menu. We had two pigs um, roasted who's, by a local guy. Um, they were actually um, my friend Steve Jewett and uh, Jess of Echo Farm in Hamden, and pretty amazing pigs. They were guinea hogs, which is like a very old American breed. Um, it's basically a foraging pig. Uh, so every homestead would have them. They didn't need to feed them. They would find their own food. But they do. They, they, they do feed them and do whatever. Well, not they, not really. Over not the summer, they anymore. they were actually in the orchard. So they've been eating apples for oh, the last man. like three weeks. So that uh, big fat pig, huh? Absolutely. How, how much did they weigh? I think hanging one was like one fifty, and the other oh, was little. one. Yeah, they're, they're not a big breed. They're a pretty small breed, and that's why they're good for the orchard because they don't do a ton of damage. Yeah. You know, they they rummage a little bit, but they go down, you know, a couple of inches. They don't like start chewing on the on the roots and. So it was suckling pig size. Mm, bigger than that. Bigger than that. Pounds or so. no, I guess so, yeah. That yeah, will yeah. feed a few people. But wait, cut up or you did the pig well, on so the So basically, Steve just does it in these huge barrels and he's the whole day feeding wood and everything in there, keeping it the right heat. He's got this magic um, like rub he puts on there and, you know. Which, but a whole pig? It, but yeah, it's, it's basically, they, they, um, they cut them in the center so they're like um, butterflied. And then he has this uh, thing that he can turn them. Right, with. they're crucified. It, 
basically yes. In, right, 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 <laughs> right, right. In the barrel, is there a spigot where the fat runs out? Uh, yes, yeah, because they're pretty fatty pigs. So yeah. he and he also cut off a decent amount of the fat. Um, yeah. There should be three though, not two. If we're doing the whole, cru- if we're doing the whole uh, uh, Jesus, you know, crucifixion myth thing, wasn't there three? There were three on the cross. The three, yeah, yeah right. It was a, so it was next time, thing. next time, next time we need next three, time. and we need to be able to see them. Absolutely, uh, right out there, right in front of the uh, ch- church. Yeah. Well, um, th- there there will probably not be a next time. They they got enough money to buy the cow. Yep. Right. And this is a this is kind of a magical thing. It, uh, pig into cow. Yeah. Right. Steve was saying and, that. Yeah. Uh, and how does that work, Alex? Um. So basically, it was. Um. I, gu- I guess a cow costs somewhere in the region, like a, a decent sized cow, two thousand dollars. Whose cow is it? It's going to be Bud Gladstone's, one of his uh, Belted Galloways. Well, the names of all our people over here. Who was the first one? Uh, uh, Steve, Steve Jewett. Jewett and Bud Gladstone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where do we live? I know. What, 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 what soap opera are we involved in here? Yeah, it's, it's quite archery. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, so it's Bud Gladstone's Bad, cow. Bud Gladstone's cow. What kind of cow is it? it it's a Belted Galloway, oh, so same belted. as... Uh, um, Jack, Jack, Jack Burns, Burns. Yeah. yep. And he was actually there yesterday, which was really lovely. Yeah. First time he was at the tap room, and yeah. he had a really nice time. And it, yeah, it, that that was one thing that really made me very happy. It was a very very mixed crowd. Um, well, you know, if you do the school thing, then you're on everybody's side, right? Because we're uh, because nobody does do the school thing. One thing right. I noticed is that nobody, you know, I think we've had this conversation before. Like if you go to the kids' soccer stuff or whatever, right. and you look at who's sponsoring a team, and to sponsor a team, all you got to do is have the T-shirts made up. Right. It's all like wire nuts. It's all local plumbers. It's right. all whatever. All of us who have got restaurants or whatever, we don't know. But of course, we should be sponsoring yeah, that it's kind true. of stuff. It's, it's the stuff in the school because yep. because one of the tests, I think, one of the things that I'm always told of us being perceived as having embedded ourselves more in the community is whether you put your kids in the school. Right. That's like a that's like a yeah. uh, that's like a Rubicon of crime. Right. So, what if, if you, you put your wife in a school? I did. Well, that. yeah. Or if you put your wife in a home, uh, in the local, in a geriatric yeah, home, yeah, <laughs> and make her play bingo, and that's bring, also bring like a local thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm going yeah. for. I want that bingo. Yours money. isn't old enough. You keep going for. She's going to put you in a home. You know, you know, she's aging. Don't, don't. Is she? I haven't watched. Yeah. Is it right the in front farm, of our the eyes? Farm work and the teaching is aging her. Yeah. yeah. Deep, deep uh, grooves. <laughs> Character lines. Deep, are deep um, crevices. She has deep crevices. And so, being involved with the school on any <laughs> level is is something that does endure us and something that's necessary. We've got to help those that help us. And and this is our future. These are our future leaders. We want them to eat good, belted Galloway. Bud Gladstone is Bud selling it or is he giving it? I I'm I'm not exactly sure of the economics that I kind of left that to farm if he cat skills. It, do you get to keep all the money? Uh, no, I don't think so. That would be such a good <laughs> yeah. oh We should keep doing that. You Man, should really be asking this question. Oh, right. really? You're donating it? Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You, take that. <laughs> you take that pig money and we can have a party. I think the nice thing about the idea is that the farmer is paid decently for their animal yeah and you know so you're yeah, basically yeah, yeah. spreading the love you know the, the school gets it yeah at a, at a slightly better price and i think eventually the whole idea would be you pre-buy the animal yeah so the the farmer gets the money earlier so he he will give a better price right, right, right. but he's still 
I, I mean, my, my, my kind of theory with all these things is it should be good for everyone. Yeah, yeah. You know, charity shouldn't be just good for one person. It should be... Well, it should be good for everybody apart from the people who are all chipping in, and we should all have to chip in as much as we possibly can. As you can, yeah. exactly. And it shouldn't hurt you. The whole fact is you're not giving something that you can't afford to give. Right, well, it's not going to hurt any of the people who are turning up for all those things, because what, are they giving 30 bucks? Yeah. And the people meal. we're talking about. Exactly. Come on. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And we had a great art auction. I think that made... I mean, I haven't run all the numbers yet, but like, you know, fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars for Great. some art that friends just gave us and you know yeah. so that that was really, really yeah, cool. It was just nice. a silent Does the cow have a mark on it's like oh me? Has it no I don't yeah. believe I so. Do. I don't but believe do. so. Do we don't think know which the one the cow does know that its end is it's like it's oh. near oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, everybody's trying to talk to it and say, but, Yeah, but but it's for but the it's kids. A good it's for the kids. <laughs> it reminds me of that it's joke like, where the, the, the chicken and the pig are standing up against the pasture fence and they see this very poor family walking down the dusty road. And the uh, chicken says to the pig, We you know, look at those people. They're they're so they're so sad and they're so hungry let's give them a breakfast and the pig says well that's a very nice idea what do you suggest and i said well let's let's give them a bacon and egg breakfast and the pig looks at the chicken and says well that's a uh that's a contribution for you but it's a commitment for me <laughs> that's and, great and the cow i would guess has that same thing mm. going oh, through yeah. its head that it's going to commit yeah. to the greater good of another species, you know, thriving while its species doesn't thrive but I, so much. But I am curious because my because Dusty does go to Andy Central School, yeah, and Winnie just graduated Amazing. from there or whatever. Yeah. So um, how much? How much? The only thing they're going to do realistically is grind burgers, it up into burgers. Right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. We were actually considering, and we might next year. If Too we much make, meat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like eight hundred pounds meat. Yeah, it's basically for the whole year. That's the coolest thing from a like you know to to make it tangible because I think often you're giving to a cause and it's like not tangible. You know how much is going in an administration and everything else. The cool thing about this is it's meat going right. It's there. meat going yeah. to a school and it will feed them. They did the calculations for a whole year. Because there's like a hundred and... Nothing. 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 Kids. Yeah, exactly. 105, 110 kids, something (laughs) like that. So they get to eat really good quality grass-fed beef And nothing else. Well, no, once a week. I think that's what they generally do. Beef once a week, you know, fish once a week. Um, You know, so it's it's a really... and, And the nice thing is I think we will have raised more than we need for the cow. So I know there's a program where they're trying to get someone more full-time doing the garden there which i think is super exciting because right now they do have a garden they're making kale on things which is great but you really need someone paid who's gonna yes laurie mcintosh was doing something over there or whatever but right absolutely she does so many different things right exactly and and you know and and they they do a really good job um actually laurie day who's the sort of um head of uh, food programming there she was there all day serving people and um you know she really wants that garden to be featured more heavily um but you do require someone to actually be committed to yeah do it. yeah yeah but what we're we gonna so we're gonna take all of those really good cuts and we're gonna grind them up into into burger well well unless someone will you know come to me and say listen i'll give you enough money to make it worth your while to give us the 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 nice steaks and the and everything else because well, then but maybe there's a way to grind up enough gr- uh, ground beef from all the stuff that they don't want and then with the other stuff like keep this whole thing going. Be be like okay. Well, let's do a something sponsored 
dinner with that's a, steaks that's or actually a great so just idea. keep the whole story going absolutely and it raises more money that's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah, a brilliant yeah. idea use you all the best take stuff. the best part of yeah. the cow for I, yourself and then use that as bait to make <laughs> yeah. more bait 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 uh, yeah totally yeah. towards yeah. more so burger like meat yeah because yeah, you're yeah. right in some ways it doesn't need to be in burgers yeah why are you going to grind up filet mignon into into burger meat like do that as a special dinner no Agreed. With the kids helping out in some way or whatever, and then, no, that's, that's, and then just keep the whole whole, whole uh, story going. As if I wasn't busy enough. You right, 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 right. <laughs> by the way, I'm not helping, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. That's exactly. the end of the idea, and that's where it stops. Yeah, exactly. So what if you take the skin of this poor dead cow? And dress and, up in it. And, uh, yeah, um, uh, tan it and, and drape it over the shoulders of the principal. Right. And make him oh, wait, love down that. with a tin cup. Like a calico Indian. And, right. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. The shame and the pity would collect more money than the filet mignon, you know. The trouble is we're going to run out of money. We're going to empty everybody's pockets. Not the weekenders. It's I would all about much the weekenders. Rather, yeah. yeah. I I, I, what I was really impressed with is, I mean, I, I definitely wanted this to appeal to a larger demographic because I'm definitely aware that, you know, your business, our business, um, What's the my- majority of our income does come from second homeowners and and. Tourists now. I think there's oh, yeah. a bigger, bigger trade of young people coming from Brooklyn yeah. and New York yeah, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. doing the rounds. They go to our place, yeah, yeah, Brushlands. Yeah. Who's going to get them? Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, but I do think for us to be um, g- good neighbors and things, we do have to reach out and make something accessible. And, and I just love a good mix of people. I think B at her best at Russell's does an amazing job of like, you know, you sit next to such a diversity of people, and I, I love that, and I'm definitely trying to encourage that. You know, that you know, I think we're all enriched by meeting someone from a different... Well, yours is a really smart move on, a, you know, the school thing. I mean, I'm going back over what I was saying before, but, yeah. like, nailing that, because you can't go more to the centre. I mean, you can go after the church. Yeah, it's not political. Who There's doesn't no want politics. great... Great food for kids, for kids I mean, yeah. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah. kids in this area, because, you know, there are kids that don't really have a great meal outside of school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, obviously the yeah, same mine. in the city and everywhere else. Right, totally. exactly. Like, <laughs> Beans on toast every whatever night. Whatever the hell you're getting. <laughs> like, make it yourself. Thank <laughs> God my other one's gone. Yeah. So are the British trying to recolonize America? We've got that seems up that here. appears to be what's it going does. on. Two yeah. are, like, taking yeah. over right now. And we kind of are, although, like, I don't... F- although the problem with that is I don't want to own it. Yeah. I don't want to own it. I don't, want, I don't belong enough to, to want to own it. You just want to do good deeds. Well, no, I, just, I don't know what I want to do. any of the rewards. You know what? It was all a happy accident, wasn't it? So okay. I'm try- still trying to work out what the story is. It's dark it was, in here, isn't it? Alex, mm-hmm. was, yes. was the... Um, what was the happy accident that led you from being yeah. a footloose and fancy-free guy to being shackled uh, <laughs> to Delaware County? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. This debt load Trapped and this uh, on the after the Medusa. With high I, I knew this question would come up, and I've been thinking about it myself. And, uh, and it's uh, funny. Uh, we were actually in the tap room late last night, and actually another Brit, um, Simon, go. was... Uh, yeah, we another, were discussing, you know, another, lovely guy, right? Another refugee. Another refugee. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, we would, you know... All trying to deduce why, when we've all lived in a lot of different countries yeah. um, and, and visited some incredible places. So what's the conclusion? I don't have one. I, 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 I don't have a conclusion. I have some not particularly good theories. Let's you use stuck, the theories. Though. I mean, you, you were sliding along and, and you're yeah. stuck. Yeah. Um, I think... Oh, God. I think... I definitely, I remember when we were first looking for a house up here, we drove, we went to, you know, we started, you know, just outside the city. Yeah. 
kept going further yeah. and further. Yeah. Woodstock. And I remember going to the Bear, you know, the restaurant place there. And I was like, Were you oh. already renting or something? Or, or um, well, we had a place in the city, so we were just looking for something. And but you, weren't, you didn't start renting up here? No. Right? You, you get, went straight to owning? Honestly, we saw the place, and I think we put an offer the next day. On Quarterbrook. Without, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we were, yeah, we just, it, it just kind of. So um, you knew nothing? I, I knew nothing. I absolutely, I just, it was kind of funny. I, we were driving at night and I, it sounds very hippy dippy trippy, but I loved the vibe. It felt very clean to me and amazing. Right. Um, Have you changed your mind? No. Oh, okay. No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, you know, there's like everywhere there's um, good and bad. But I still think, you know, even when I travel to different places, I still think there's something really... Wait, is your house still down there on Coltsbrook? Well, we're just, um, we're just in the process of moving to um, a place in Andes. So, yeah, that's kind of... My next big project is, um, you know, building that out, and I want to have orchards and things there. There's already yeah. old orchards, so that's, you know, down near the reservoir. So, that's, so you're in. You're like, you're, yeah. you're, you're deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Tell us about this new orchard you have, this new old. Well, I mean, there's already an existing, you know, like late eight, 1800s orchard there, which basically just needs some love and attention. You, need, you know, the first thing I'm doing is... Where of, is it? Um, do you know Shaver? Uh, yeah, shape, yeah, 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 exactly. Just, just oh. up there. Uh, but it's a beautiful spot. Apparently, it's an old German colony. You know, oh. uh, the old fur trappers moved up there, and the house actually on the land, which unfortunately we're probably going to have to tear down because it's just too far gone. It's like from the 1800s, and beautiful laid-up stone foundations. And I'd love to be able to do something with it. You know, even if it's just the foundation, do an old like Icelandic. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Oh my uh, god, you got to do the turf roof thing. Exactly. Oh exactly. my god, wow. um, that would be amazing. Yeah. So um, can you really do that around here? I don't. S- I think if you get the drainage right. Yeah, in so the right be like site. a bermed house that is where. Yeah, is. yeah, wow. yeah. Because because the foundation is already stone, which is the same as those Icelandic ones, and you know all the old original houses in here around here would have been um, dug into the side of a hill like this one for insulation. Right. Um, so obviously it keeps you know the ground has a temperature which sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. maintains things. So this house is is like that. Oh. So I, I definitely would like to do that. And I'm, I'm really, honestly, the, the biggest challenge I have now is um, the cider world in this country is still very young. So I think the the big trend, you know, 20 years ago was planting a lot of European fruit, the Dabinet, the Brown, the old Somerset varieties, which Julian will know. Um, but they really don't work that well out here. Um, you know, speaking to Finger Lake producers and... You know, Hudson Valley producers. Some people have decent success, but... So what you got to do? you got to do something that is endemic to here? Well, the, the conclusion a few of us, or quite a few of us, are finding is that, that the cider from this region was always seedling. And, what and does that it, mean? It means it grows from seeds, so it, it wasn't grafted. So most of the European, the, the British fruit, the Spanish fruit, the, the French fruit is grafted. So you have, if you get some rootstock, you graft uh, Granny it's like, Smith. It's on, like wine. It's uh, like yeah, exactly. You graft, right. exactly, right. exactly, to get, to get the same variety. Uh, whereas if you plant What's the benefit s- of that? The benefit is consistency. Ah. So you would never, if you plant a Granny Smith seed, you're not going to get a Granny Smith tree. You're going to get something that has... Uh, a bit like with a human being, I always say, you're never going to get uh, 
the the same a, a clone you're going to get characteristics of both parents right thank god and yeah exactly, right. <laughs> exactly. um but yeah and it's the same thing with the tree um if you plant the seed uh you're going to get characteristics of the parents so what are you going for what do you want what's the what's the what's the holy ground yeah um, I think we're still really discovering that, what is American cider, and I think that's the coolest thing. I mean, people people inside are obviously like acid, they like tannins, uh, high sugar, um, and subtlety of flavor, but we're still really working out what's unique to the terroir of this region, the shale, um, and, and honestly, Irene and I are really still finding that out and, what do those normandy Brittany people do what, what what's their stuff um they, they're churning that stuff oh out. yeah oh yeah they they have varieties that are grafted varieties that they've had for years and they use a certain process called keeving which is basically where they starve the yeast and it drops out of suspension um it gives it kind of a nice farmyardy yeah um beautiful slight residual sweetness yeah and, and it's gorgeous and cheap and in a big jug yeah it's and it, and it's cheap they've been doing it for years their trees are 200 years old yeah, and produce yeah, yeah. every year and um so so the industry here is still very very young and i think the exciting thing is we're still finding out what modern day american cider can be um, and, and I don't think anyone in their honesty can say this is what it is. We can, you know, we're definitely seeing characteristics in the fruit here. Do you feel slightly at the mercy of the, you know, because obviously cider at the moment is on a yep. upswing. Yep. Does it concern you that it could be a fad? Um, I, I think, I, I don't think it's going to be a fad and, and I, even if it was, that wouldn't concern start, me. There's like some, your voice is starting to break. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, um, I, I don't You're think, like, it, bank, A, I don't think it's going to, yeah, exactly. My whole business has <laughs> gone up and um, I don't think it's going to be a fad because I think cider is, it, it has a history here. Mm. And I don't think gluten-free is going away, which helps. Um, really? I, I don't think so. I think gluten That's intolerance... sticking around? I, I think gluten intolerance is something real, and I don't think it's necessarily to do with, um, you know, great quality. I, th I think it's something to do with the crap that we have in everything, the, the grain, the, the reliance on grain in Bummer. this culture. Right. So I... But I also think it's just a really good drink, and I think it's something that... Oh, you can you benefit you can, from that because beer is all is completely all right, 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 right. I, and i have honestly i haven't seen i don't know how much business is driven by that i do know that more women drink our cider than men i saw i saw that you know i was looking stats on the website and who's visiting and you know like square up seeing who's wow coming. you do that huh you yeah know that I, I mean i, I occasionally big, when i can't sleep <laughs> you're a big yeah, nerd yeah, yeah. outside of making cider or yeah whatever. yeah, yeah. Right, I, right, right. I kind of i'm just checking out those things and you know and and and, and women definitely and i mean the whole thing that you know it has the similar health benefits as as grape wine um and also great you mean just wine well cider is wine in the same way that <laughs> it's exactly the same process it's just, you know grape wine is is wine but wine is just fermented fruit i love the fact that you're calling it grape wine yeah i mean well, i just else in the world calls it wine right exactly exactly <laughs> exactly but i don't know i kind of feel we would have been having this conversation 25 years ago or maybe 35 years ago about grape wine can the american public yeah get 
get this product yeah. and now it's you know it's obvious but it wasn't you know 30 years ago that's definitely true the, the breakthrough of american wine in terms of a general public yep. i think i mean certainly in, in oh, europe no. we were like really americans are yeah. making wine what the, what's that i'm like? making some great wine you know yeah, but back then we were like yeah who, um, wanted, people who weren't drinking it, it. i right. mean that that's the crazy thing and now everyone you know it's not an exclusive drink um i think a lot of people are drinking it and um and and i think Cider probably will not ever have that same hold as wine made from grapes, but I do think it. I do think it will carve out a nice little niche. Is it as boozy? No, it's less no, boozy. Less boozy. Yeah. Less boozy. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so those of us who just want to get wasted. Yeah. Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> can you lace it? Can you? Can you? Uh, we actually do us? have a fortified one that's coming out, and it's oh, a, Calvados. Right. Right, Calvados, exactly. So the new one we have coming out is a mixture of eau de vie and, and hard, a two-year-aged hard cider. How do you make Calvados? Can, um, can you do just, that? It, it cannot be called Calvados because ah. it's a protected term. But yes, um, distill the cider. You've got to distill it. Age it for four years. Right, whole different laws and different... Completely. Of, right. I, I mean, it would be called apple brandy here. And yes, we are doing it. Uh, actually, Cheryl Lynn from Hello yeah. Phoenix yeah. has some of our cider that she's turning into brandy. I think we'll do it again this year with her. And, you know, she's a genius, and I can't wait to try it. Economically, it doesn't make any sense because you'd have to sell it for, you know, $120 a bottle to make it worthwhile because it has to be aged so long. It's like right. 20 bottles of cider go into one bottle of Calvados. So, yeah. you know, it's a it's a... Difficult thing economically, but I think in terms of an experiment, um, it's really, really fun. I was trying to work that out the other day, just before you go to whatever you've got to do. You've got two minutes. Um, I, I got delivered, or, or we got delivered, um, a bunch of bolotti beans from Star Root or whatever. Uh, beautiful, fresh bolotti beans or whatever. Yeah. $10 a pound. Yeah. Which, of course, you know, three pounds, you're like $30 worth is like this little bag or whatever. But what I can't work out is how can it be $10 a pound fresh? And yet you can buy them dry, buy them dry for, you know, they're, they're junk when they're dry or whatever. You buy them cheap. You know what I'm trying That's to say? That's a Steve question. Is that a fava yeah. bean that you're talking about? No, bolotti beans. The, uh, what, they're called um, cranberry beans in oh. America. You know, the ones that are mottled and yeah. the purpley and whitey ones? What's the deal? Oh. Why, why, why so expensive Indus fresh and why so cheap? scale harvesting and production uh, of a bean right. with the machinery and so on is right. so different right. than what happens right. when you do it. By nice, hand. fresh, really tasty. Um, yeah, you got to do those things. Yeah, uh, you're listening to the evening tickler with uh, Julian and Alex. Uh, Steve is sitting back and, and mesmerized uh, quietly <laughs> because rarely do we have an expert uh, amongst in anything us. at um, all. And it's just delightful. There's there's a lot to talk about um, in a in a deep history, not a professional history of uh, cider making in the Catskills. Maybe we'll talk about all of the redneck cider that has made uh, the Catskills less than great. Uh, you're listening to WIOX Community Radio, live and local in the Casco Mountains at 91.3 FM and at MTC Cable Channel 20. What you really want to do if you are in the middle of nowhere on the other side of the planet is tune into WIOXradio.org on the web or any smart device. Um, again, wherever you are, you're here with us, the Evening Tickler. From Downsville to Highmount. 
This is WIOX Community Radio from the Catskills. WIOX is supported by Ulster County Tourism, celebrating the four-season pleasures of the Hudson Valley and the Catskills, including camping, cabins, B&Bs, and resorts with fine dining. Ulster County, the destination for discovery. Details at 845-340-3568 or ulstercountyalive.com. WIOX is supported by Columbia Green Media and their Daily Mail newspaper. From Ravina to Palinville, from the Rip Van Winkle Bridge to the Catskill Creek, the Daily Mail's daily print edition, website, and social media presence are designed to bring the communities of the Catskills timely news, sports, and event information. More at thedailymail.net. Seg. Whoa. Yeah. Now, this is the Did deal. you listen to any um, of that? I, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was intrigued with cider long before um, anybody was up here. I, I came up here, and I was the only person, aside from the locals, um, and they would talk to me this way. Let's get us 50 gallons of apple cider or juice, I'm pu- pu- and then we're going to put 10 pounds of sugar in it. And we're just going to let the ubiquitous yeast, you know, get at it. We're going to keep it hot. We're going to keep the the basement at ninety degrees and let that thing foam over. And then we're then we might throw some raisins in it too, and some lighter fluid. <laughs> um, and then we're going to draw that beauty. off, and we're going to invite every one of our friends to come by with their um, jacked deer. Okay, we're going to have a big venison party. And, and we're going to roast venison, and we're going to drink this 50 gallons until we can't move. And that's the way I got to know cider. <laughs> and most everybody up here that's beyond the age of 70 years old, they have such fond memories of that type of a cider experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was like one of the major staffs. Of, it was the Oreo cookie for the degenerate in the Catskills. And, and I believe it still is. Now, have you talked to any of the old timers that tell you that you're doing it all wrong, that you really need to get back with the sugar and the raisins? And the- it, it, that's, that's a great <laughs> question. There was a guy in Hamden called Moose Moore, who was like infamous stroke famous. You, you, you heard of him? Yeah, of course. Back River Road, right? Yeah. Um, he died relatively recently, but, but a great guy, a huge, huge guy, hence the name. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've heard so many stories of his side of and it being, I mean, he, he was a bit different because I think his stuff was supposedly extremely strong. Um, How did he do that? Sugar. Okay. Yeah. But sugar will only get you so far. It'll get uh, we, you up to about a, a 16, 16, maybe. 16, 17%. So yeah. then this so is after what, that, like diesel. So check or, this out. No, 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 no. What they would do. And, and, and it, because we're in the mountains, they could do it. And it, and it, it they would take that out. On a bitter cold night, like a 10 degree night, which we start to get in November, and the ice forms on top of the alcohol, and then they would just sieve the ice off. off. Yeah. And with that water being removed, so it's the like, concentration of alcohol jumps up, and that's where you get your Catskill Calvados. I mean, right. that's the so stuff it's con- that really country gets. distillation. Yes, that's that <laughs> is the but but it can make you blind. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't rub it in your eyes. Yeah, no, and, and it's no joke. I mean, it can make you blind. Why is that? I, I, 
you would have to ask a distiller because my knowledge here is pretty limited. But there's limited. nothing in that that, that would. Uh... No, no, no. It's the it's the types of alcohol. There isn't just one type of alcohol. This is the way it's been explained to me by Cheryl. She's so basically when they start the distillation process, they throw away the first bit and they throw away the end. And distillers know the head and the tail, I guess they call it. And when you're doing it the outside you know let it freeze way you're not doing that you're, you're keeping just getting, the head and the tail exactly which is the stuff that is really bad for you and but and, that's in the cider that you're serving um, you're not taking the head and the tail off of what you're doing it's but i guess it's in such a minute it, it's only dangerous when it's in a very distilled little form. little head little tail exactly exactly uh, sounds like a freak show <laughs> <laughs> but i'd pay to, to watch uh okay so the real the real danger the real poison in an apple is the seed yeah. because the seed's got yeah. the arsenic on it, right? Is it? No, isn't it? Minimal is it, amount. Or is it arsenic or cyanide? Cyanide, cyanide yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know it's minimal, but when you crush an apple seed, you can taste the almond, which yeah, is completely. the telltale yeah. of yep. the cyanide. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I, was, I wanted to ask our expert... <laughs> Can you distill that down? How many do you have to eat before you die? We're going to need it. <laughs> yeah, well, no you idea. Could, you should do that for the uh, for like our apocalypse time or whatever. So you have it in the wayside, so we have it in the back pocket. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, the wayside, wayside cyanide. It's like waste cyanide. There we go. <laughs> Big money. Think about it. <laughs> waste cyanide. Julian is. It's good. Julian I like waste cyanide. Package that and market. Oh yeah, you. totally. Yeah. Mm. Or maybe with Foster Built Coffee, he's got that skull and crossbone. Yeah. You could just have <laughs> one of the beans as the wayside cyanide bean, and it could be perfect. Have a lovely cup of coffee and say goodbye. Yep. So wait. So um. All right, we got we started with like how you got stuck here. So where are you from? Originally Norwich uh, in Norfolk. Oh, that's right. Yep. You're Norfolk. Yep. Flat. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So this is totally different. Completely. This yeah. Is yeah. All, this is not being able to see where you're going, and you're used to being able to see where you're going for a, a long, long time. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I can't really deal. We've had this conversation. I can't really deal with uh, Norfolk and Suffolk. Yeah. Because I've come from a place where where you don't know what's coming up. Right. And you guys all come from a place like the low forehead line and the yep. whole thing. Yeah, amazing skies. Right. Um, I mean, the, the lovely thing about where I grew up was, you know, the coastline. Right. Absolutely stunning. Some of the beaches are a mile long. So, right. you know, sand dunes. And, you know, I grew up, you know, my, you know, my teenage years were spent at my best friend's aunt's cottage at the you know, in these gorgeous abandoned beaches and just... That's probably in the sea now, that cottage. It, it probably is. Isn't that, what, isn't that what's happening? <laughs> that, no, it, it is. They're all it four, is. the villages are falling into the sea. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. there's actually supposedly a village that's in the sea and the old, you know, classic Papacton tale, you can supposedly hear oh, the bell goes... chime at low tide. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but it is interesting that you can actually see um, the graveyard has shifted and occasionally you will see gravestones the end of a coffin sticking yeah. out that's so that cool. that, that is true so evil dead yeah 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 and Man. that's just the erosion yeah. in norfolk um suffolk yep i only ever went there once have, oh, you, ever, have you ever been at norfolk uh, uh state i i try to avoid places with that certain charm uh, <laughs> do, you, do you avoid the flat basically norfolk would be holland yeah aren't they supposed to be they would be stuck together if they same were. problem happens Wouldn't? in new orleans coffins pop up all the time yep, because right. of the sea level it's a bad problem um when i first met alex eight years ago uh around a campfire at burnett farms that's Right. I was quite taken. He, you struck me as a <laughs> flat-out romantic. I mean, you, you were talking about fishing the streams, and you were talking about the beauty of the area. And 
and and I'm so disappointed. You've you've turned into a pro now. <laughs> you've, you've got a business. Uh, you're responsible. Wait, you're paying tax. Actually, uh, back into the uh, cider thing. Didn't you two? <clears throat> I don't know whether it was the we birth. did. Right. No, the competition. Absolutely, table on ten. Is it's that the birth? All, No, Irene. A stickler for details and maybe not good stories. Um, always says that she met building a bridge at my place beforehand, but I can't remember. She was working with Jane DeWitt, who we all know. Um, but really the first time I remember meeting her was at the competition. Because you came 10. first, she came second, or the other way the around? The other way around. The other way around, yep. She came first and you came second. Yep, but the, all the or judges you... were on her side. Right, right, right. Yeah, and that's actually true, but we'll. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but that, yeah. That's, yeah but it's before an amazing that point, that, we didn't know each other. No, and, and you she, hadn't thought about doing it commercially or whatever. No, 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 no. I, I, it, it was I, a, a number of push and pull factors. I think that go into any decision that changes your life, and um, I was just loving it more and more up here, and disliking the city more and more, and. Were you working down there? Yeah. What were you doing? Uh, sort of uh, mainly I was I was doing a lot of film work for Google and Sony PlayStation. and Like the, ha- like the hands-on stuff? Yeah. Or you were, like... Well, producing, directing. Oh, you don't you know. know. Um, yeah. You don't do any of that anymore? No. I, I kind of just had it. It's, it's funny. I just had it with that world. And I still love moving image. I still love assembling those things. I still, I still love... For yourself. For, for, for myself. But like I just... Yeah, I just had it with that whole world. And I realized, you know, you could be Vim Vendors, you could be Ridley Scott, and you're still someone else's tool. Whereas I feel up here, it's like, you know, I make a bad decision, that's my bad decision, which is a really nice feeling. (laughs) I've got this photograph of you. It was from, I think, two and a half years ago. We were were out at uh, uh, Nicholas Adaminsky's... Yep. That, that property the that he was yep. watching for a friend. And he was with his previous girlfriend, Pandora. Yep. And we were exploring and talking around ideas. To yep. I remember people. that night, yeah. And we talked about empty quarries, and we talked about flats and hanging meadows and places that would be appropriate to do something of scale. And and it was lovely. It was a lovely sunset, and, and, and everybody was talking poetically. And something happened. Uh, soon thereafter that started to firm up the idea of you going into this business. And hmm. I'm always fascinated with people that have a profession. They leave it and they pull a geographic, which you did. You, you left the city. You came up here. And you took, I mean, you walked the plank, okay? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's body, mind, spirit. Yeah, but you don't do just pull a geographic. Like you pull a, so, but you pull a financial, too. Oh, yes, yeah. exactly. All of it. And he's still pulling a financial. Did yeah. you see his face? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the blood drain. That's, from yes, that, that's what makes you go blind, isn't and, it? Pulling a financial. Right, it's not the tail. Right, right. The only thing <laughs> that keeps me yeah. sane is like knowing that friends who have restaurants in the city and, and bars are, and, are floundering. Oh, when they tell me that they're not making really any more than us yet oh, their no. rent is like 30,000 yeah, yeah. oh they're a, making less a month oh they're making and, less and 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 you're like okay now I, now I feel that that's the only well thing. we're all in the wrong business because we're in the business you know, we were all used to be in businesses where um 
hey, we're in these businesses where there's so much that you have to pay for and staff and everything else that right. the drop that comes out of the end is, right. is like the yeah. Mississippi it's River when it comes into the Gulf of Mexico. Exactly. It's like a little <clears throat> dribble, yep. and we have to do all this work. To, right. And also, everybody assumes you're making a fortune. Right. That, yeah, absolutely. Which is the total bummer. Yeah, yeah it's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> you yeah. dare not do anything like lease a new car. That's just, that just shows <laughs> that you're... Uh, and so what happened after that evening with, I, I, I suppose you had conversations with Irene, uh, Alex's partner, Irene. And um, how did that firm up? How did, how did you go from this is an idea to let's take the plunge? I guess I had been talking enough. Uh, can we use expletives on the show? Mm. Um, Which type? S-H-I-T one. Enough nonsense. Yeah, enough British way. Yeah, I'd been, I'd been basically. We'll see if we get shut down. Yeah, there were there were enough times I said someone should. I, I, you know what I mean? It's like in terms of ideas, someone should do this, someone should do that, and in the end, I was like, okay, that's gonna be you. It's it's gonna be me, and then it's just an action plan. And the honest truth is, I think there's enough talented people up here that you know, although. You know, I probably gained 20 pounds and lost a lot of hair and, and sleepless nights in terms of building out the cidery there. Um, it was a pleasure to work with such amazingly good people. You know, AJ on the team, Chris Langford, you know, all these people giving it their absolute all. And, and it felt like, um, and this is very tripe and cl- cliche, but, you know, a barn raising, you know, mm. uh, it was all, they weren't doing it for the money because I wasn't paying them enough. Mm. It was like we're actually building something with our hands, mm. and at the end of it, we look at it and we're proud. You know, mm. it's not perfect, but you know, a bunch of amateurs, basically, you know, some of us with more skills than others, you know, kind of just threw it together. And um, yeah, never underestimate the power of a know nothing uh, operation. Right. Uh, oh, well, they're so much better. They are. Well, <laughs> yeah, Table on Ten started that because they, they're not hobbled. They're not hobbled the by uh, donated the old refrigerators and yeah. paint and fixed the windows. Hey, and, knowing too much is a big problem. Yep. The, yeah. Blissfully ignorant and being like, well, oh, I, I don't can, know why this shouldn't work. If you know why it shouldn't work, then you won't start. And, and that's probably one of the beauties of this area, and, and not exclusive to this area, but to being in the countryside, like I saw with it, some lovely English gastro pubs, is that. Um, we have the luxury to not have to win every single weekend. Yeah. You know, if you look at the places in the Upper West Side or even the Lower East Side now, yeah. you know, the 30000 a, a month rent plus staffing and, and I think fines. We, I think we have even more than that, which is, I think, it's something that I always say about, like, the beginning of Table on Ten, which is we have the glorious attraction of futility. Because it's so because what we're doing is so what we're doing is so close to a thing where somebody would look at it and be like, "Why would someone do that?" Right. That we actually the futility that's built into that it. was then it's changing so quickly. But the that's idea true. that the was idea when you and, is, and, and um, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. something noble in in the lost cause and yes. and it is very attractive. Well, people are very everybody. drawn to that. Yeah. And, yeah, um, like winning where becoming, everyone else says that you're going to fail. Yeah. Totally. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But, but actually, I, you're in Julian's a much... idea that um, you know there's a great danger in knowing too much. Uh, it, yep. it, yeah. The the great danger is that if you're surrounded by people that know too much, they want to share it, and in the sharing, they waste all of the time. Well, that's just exhausting. That that's totally something. exhausting. They debate. <clears throat> they go that, into committees. But that's they, why any idea they that get you're locked. But up. that's why any idea that your bank manager thinks oh. is a good idea is not a good idea. Right. Yeah. 
Nothing. Yeah, you've got you, you you learn that, and I both you you guys know this. You know, you learn to trust your gut, and that's I mean that's cliche again, but it's true. It's like yeah. okay, I know I can make this work, and pretty much always, mm-hmm. I think your gut is is correct on those things, and you can. I know, I'm sure you guys are constantly adjusting and tweaking, and you well, know, you know, I mean, up. there's an attrition rate. I mean, this is for. For us, we're in a slightly different situation. For you, for us, it's like five or six years in, right? And so the process of reinventing actually, you look back at the point of the of the of climbing the mountain for the first time and the futility of that. And you look back at it with such um, in such a halcyon kind of way. Right. Um, maintaining is way harder than. Starting. Oh yeah, there's nothing sexier than starting it up. Yeah, maintaining. And there's, is there's really nothing more exciting than the real problems because yeah. that's as humans, that's what we strive for. And meaningful problems really don't exist even in the city when you're putting a million dollars down on a restaurant. Right. The rules and the regulations and what you have to spend is pretty much writ. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is raise the money and staff it and have a little. Point and it's of a formula. The and, and and actually, but are... up here. I mean, up here, um, you are not standing on the shoulders of anything, okay? Yeah. You are well, and these guys, Table inventing. on 10. You're a pioneer up here. And- he, you know, Table on 10, I have to say, I always give props because <laughs> Bloomville, probably, yeah. the, probably hardest, <laughs> the most <laughs> difficult venue. Hey, yeah. but that's in S. No, that's really in S. Yeah. It really comes down to her being like, what else am I going to? Am I going to be on my hands and knees cleaning people's toilets? Like, right. I need to. Yeah. And this is the property I can afford. What's the old expression? Uh, necessity is the mother, yeah, mother of, invention. of invention. Yeah, totally. And, and we here. definitely have that. And I think in Delaware County now, further to what Steve was saying, we still have those genuine businesses that are maybe not quite so polished. And now we're seeing in the yeah the other bit of the yeah. cat skills we're totally. seeing the formula guys coming yeah, in yeah. and i've had meetings with those people yeah. i think we probably know who we're talking yeah, about yeah, some yeah, of them yeah, totally. and and it is that that hedge fund yeah yeah the cat skills are hot this yeah. is the formula we've got our graphics guys to put the cat skill visual together yeah. and um whereas i think we were more coming from i think a little bit of inspiration it's like the, you know the english pub yeah to, to a certain extent not trying to be an english pub at all but in terms of something that is there for the community and will be there for a long time and was there in Andes. Well, you know, I got, I got involved with Table in the beginning because um, with her, with the kind of, <clears throat> with her setting out on that futility thing and there not being anything that I could offer that made any sense in terms of a kind of marketing thing or right. whatever, the adventure of all of that and being, <clears throat> and being in a... Um, <clears throat> being in a place where, uh, where there was where there wasn't anything that you could a- attach yourself to, right. was everything that was uh, attractive about it. There was just absolutely nothing to lose. <laughs> there was nothing to lose. You know, like every, anything you said it, was something that was worth. It's saying. true. In every great expedition, every great, and these physical expeditions don't happen much anymore. But you read the turn of the century expeditions, sure. mountains and, and yeah. sea and the quest for the North Pole. Yeah. And every one of them begins with, we're looking for people that will join us in an adventure that has high risk, little probability of success and almost certain death. Would yeah. you like to join us? And everybody says, yes, I want to be part <laughs> yeah. of something I like know. that. And Table on 10 in Bloomville was exactly that. Well, it yeah, had but, that, that smattering of dreaming but, the impossible. But it is interesting to look at each of the businesses around because, um, you know, within a couple of years, you did have something to lose. 
you know, the press had turned up. Oh, and, absolutely, and yeah. And then the shift in the way that you deal with some stuff when you've got some something in the bank, not, no money in the bank, but you've got PR in the bank, or you've got, like, a storyline. Yeah, you can become your to own. Protect. Right. And then suddenly you become so much less creative or whatever, because, like... Because yeah, you're oh, guarding what you've got. You're only playing with 50%, and then suddenly you're playing with 40% and 30% right. or whatever. And then your creativity yeah. is in this yeah, little that's, sliver that's, that's left. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that's the funny process. You've got to burn shit. You, if you don't mm, burn, but that's so hard to do that. Uh, you want to. You can never believe your own press because it's... <laughs> but you've got to take a match out to stuff that is valuable Yeah. and yeah, set it on do. fire. You do. And that's hard to do. Right. It's hard. It's hard to do because... You're literally burning up what it is that you work so hard to get totally. to. And, it, you know, if you can imagine that you build a business that you want to, by all means, um, survive, which means financially it has to, to go. And if you imagine that as a slide, um, once you get it built, you want to throw Vaseline on it so you can go down easily without yeah. problems. And, and you want everybody to have that same experience. And yet that is the beginning of the end. Of course it's the beginning of the end. And, and to burn that down. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people not only don't have the courage, but the vision or the belief in themselves that they can do it again in the same place. Well, most people know, then uh, and we can't they're get, broken and they move somewhere but, else. And also, again. we can't give ourselves credit that we have either, because all of well, um, because those of us who have moved on with that story are languishing a little bit in in how to recast this story in a way yeah. that um, yeah. uh, that promotes risk, yeah. but not too much. Yeah. And the cycle is what five, seven years. No, I, even, think it, I, don't think I think it now. depends how old you are and yeah. who you know. It depends what else you've got going on in your storyline. Something to look forward to, Alex. Yeah, <sighs> absolutely. No, I mean, luckily, I am pretty ADHD. So me too. <laughs> I, I think that's key too. Yeah. If you don't have one person on board, who is that? Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. The, definitely in our team, we need stabilizing forces because I'm like, let's do this this week, and you know, I would be doing whole animals outdoors every day if, if, right. <laughs> if it was left to me. And it's like, you know, th you know there, is, there is a certain element of, you know, we have responsibility to staff now. And, yeah. to, you know, so it's, it's, it's balancing those, those yeah. elements together. And, um, I mean, and staying enchanted. Yeah, tricky, tricky. I mean, yeah, and that's the chemistry of a team. Yep. Because you're right. I mean, uh, the thing about with someone like Inez is everybody sees a certain thing, but actually what they don't see is a fierce working class Dutch extremely hardworking yeah. woman. <laughs> yeah, just like absolutely, just like sleeves rolled up day in day out. Yep. They see some like Frenchy looking modelly kind of whatever. Wait, but actually, and they, yeah, they 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 don't realize that she's actually doing everything <laughs> day in day out. Yeah, totally. yeah, that's that's part of the myth that happens with a with an artist and 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 as and, and Alex to to a great degree, you are artists um, and what you show on your stage is a finished product, and people think it's easy. People look at a painting and they go, "Well, he's got a gift, and it just naturally flows." But artist works, it's never understood how hard, particularly people like Inez and Alex, mm. how hard they work to get that seamless act when the curtain goes up to happen. It's, unless you're on it, unless you do it, there's no way you can appreciate it. I actually can't bear it. And you also built the stage in the theater in right, terms of what I, you've done. But I actually can't, even, I can't bear it. When I see that aspect, it's so arduous to me. 
Mm. You know, because that's I not... remember we had a discussion about that before we yeah, opened. I, you were like, I can't handle it. Yeah, like it's... like the the stuff that she deals with on a day to day basis or whatever. It's beyond me. I'm like, like uh, it like freaks me out. It's like well, that's... toilet cleaning. That's because you are an elitist snob, dealing <laughs> with ideas and and not wanting to touch the riffraffy stuff, which is not worthy of your time. And and you can spend it better in other places. No, you know you what? Do. I like touching it if it's got but if it's got cadences of something that feeds into that other storyline, because there's, mm. there are elements of that 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 are romantic. But when it ceases to be romantic, hmm. when it is just when it's drudgery, yeah. Uh, then I'm like, well, how is this different from flipping yeah. burgers? How is this different from um, yeah. running a diner? In there's, fact, you might make more yeah. money running the diner because yeah. people want your product or whatever. That's, so that's the point where that, I lose There's that funny type of human, um, the ADD person, and I think all of us have a bit of that at the <laughs> table tonight. But then there's the person who carries on and does the drudgery, and, they, and they've got a bit of the savant in them where they take pleasure in just counting rocks, if you will. And I, I certainly have that because the work I do as a farmer is what you would see as pure drudgery, where it's repeated. And unless you yourself in the relationship come up with some romantic notion, it is just stupid, mean work. Right. And, and you have to have, if you're going to do that, and I think if, you, if you're running a business like a restaurant, you have to have that other part in you. Or you go mad, but you've and you invested. Walk away you've screaming. In, yeah, but you've invested. Mm, the, yeah, there's another thing. You've invested in the poetry of even yeah, I that have. thing that you just spoke um, about. But, but I can do that. I can afford to do that right. because I don't right. Right, right, worry right. about right, making right, money. Right, right, right. Um, I would be. I would have a bullet in my head if I totally. had. Totally, if it mad. I would totally have a bullet oh my in God, my head totally. uh, if I had to make money. No, if it mad, completely. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's it's a very different thing. I think a lot of the processes and disciplines are are, are shared in what we're doing up here. Yeah. Um, you have to have the passion. You have to have a vision. You have to have something that people are going to like. And then you have to have a point of difference that um, really talks to who you are. And and uh, and if you're true to all of that, then people will come. Well, you know, there's a whole other episode on the back end of this. Because you getting to that point, like... Because all of that's true, and we're all kind of patting ourselves on the back a little bit that we've kind of arrived at that place. Well, we persevered. It's not a pat as much as just Yeah, surviving. but there is a storyline even beyond that point where, where I mean, what's interesting for me is that, is that beyond that point, you start, there's another level of questioning of whether you should persist. <laughs> Change is inevitable, and um, <laughs> we do get tired of... The, even if it, even if you wake up in sort of a mythological Grimm's fairy tale, and every day is new right. in the same place, right. it's the groundhog uh, right. sort of myth. Because you're all, going, you're going to try to break out of it. But all of these conversations it's drive in, you crazy. But whenever we have a threesome here, all these conversations end up a little bit with us saying, "Like, aren't we lucky that we ended in the story?" But there is a corollary to that of when you potentially question beyond that point whether you were that lucky or well, whether there are other stories. The, the unanswered question is that what happens when the snake does swallow its tail? Right. What do you end up with? Right, right, right. And, you know, that's kind of what we're doing. 
with the perseverance and, and the staying with it and the professionalism as we're swallowing our tail and we're getting tighter and more focused. And, but there's that point where it, does it blink out or do we die? Right. Or is it are we so appalled that we start to gag? You got what? I got a little answer to this. You okay. do? I, I mean, I definitely think about these things because I think once you go beyond Maslow's you know, surviving, eating, yeah, yeah, every, yeah. everything else, then, then you are in a position of choice, right? So I am aware that, you know, some of my days are drudgery, but a- am I enjoying it? And I think Irene and I, um, very early in the business, were like, it has to be fun. Mm-hmm. So we make sure. Yeah, but what's the yardstick of that? Because it can go up with three months where it's not. Yeah, it, it, it can. If you're not learning, if you're not feeling like you're progressing, um, and I, I mean just in terms of uh, more, in in terms of like what am I learning about myself? Um, because it's not ultimately once you get beyond that level about just making a living. What am I learning? What am I learning about the human relationships? What am I doing? That's a, a minute thing in this minute area that maybe is making things slightly better. You know, uh, yeah. you know, slightly better, you know, and, and when we die, did I have good relationships with people? Because because I was thinking about my own I'm 30, 70, 38, you know, you occasionally question your own mortality. And I was like, you do. I, I have done oh a couple God. of times. Imagine what's going to happen later. Right. Ex- ex- exactly. Start but, you practicing know, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but the only thing you have is your relationships, right? Did yeah. people think you were a complete bleep or were you decent? Did you try your hardest? Um, because the other stuff, you could make a gazillion dollars. doesn't matter. You'll still die lonely and we don't know what's going to happen next. So. Oh, I totally agree. Apart from kids. You don't have kids. No. <laughs> That's another show. <laughs> kids are the redemptive force in all Having this. a staff is almost uh, like having kids. No, well, this, not, this is the not. evening tickler with uh, Julian and Alex. Hey, we have a whole other and, thing to do here. Um, we have to come back. I would love to. It has, <laughs> it's, it's been fun. It's been a certain pleasure. Um, let me remind everybody that's joined us tonight for dinner about this, that if, if you go with, a, with an idea and, uh, and you share it with other people that were, are willing to do the work, um, we're living in a place, a mountainous place, that will um, give you a chance. It will give you enough rope to run with. And uh, and if you run hard and fast, by the time that rope snaps, um, your neck's not going to you're going to break the rope. <laughs> is and that I, what it is? I think Alex Whoa. got enough inertia running <laughs> with his debt load. The weight of it all got him up to a point where he snapped the rope and he is now relaxing a little bit into just doing the work. It's a, the Catskills is an amazing place, as is W.I.O.X. So join us next week, the evening tickler, six o'clock, W I O X. Um, we don't know who and whoever's who, who whoever we week, can pick up by the side of the road. Uh, give us a call if you want to join us. For <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>